great love that he has saved us by his grace and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, you can go back in chapters 1 and 2, and uh, we won't tonight, but I mentioned this last week too, uh, you find that all of these blessings that we have and everything dealing with salvation is in Christ. It's either in Christ or with Christ, and uh, you see that mentioned several times through all these verses. As a matter of fact, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. I saw 15 places in chapter 1, chapter 2, through verse 7, where it talks about in or with Christ. And so uh, Paul's very adamant about that. God is very adamant about that in understanding that these good things that come to us aren't because of who we are, but it comes to us through Christ. And uh, that that's a part of that inheritance that we are given. And so <clears throat> we get to verse 7, and we have been able to, and he's made us to sit together in heavenly places that, or for the purpose that, the in the ages to come, and the ages to come have been all of the ages that have come since uh, Paul was inspired by God to write these things, and it will continue to be until uh, that final uh, second return of of uh, our Savior, and so until then, all of these ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace, and and he has demonstrated that, and uh, his kindness, and his mercy, and and uh, and he does so for his own glory. And when when we do something to bring honor and glory to ourselves, then that is a pride issue, and. We should not be doing that, and we know that, and we need to fight our pride all of the time, and let God praise you. Don't, don't be concerned about what other people think, and, and we do not need to go around blowing our own horns all the time and telling people how good we are. Just let God do it. Let God do that, and because ultimately we know as we walk humbly and we look ourselves in the, in the mirror every day, we understand who we are, and and we understand what we can do if we are left alone without uh, and not doing what God wants us to do. And so there is nothing there that ought to bring arrogance and pride in our lives, but rather humility. But God is one that, that truly does deserve all praise and all glory. And he does these things and, and will show his love and demonstrate his love. And the reason being is for his glory. And it's all for his glory. You go back to Romans chapter 9 and and a very interesting passage here in in uh, Romans chapter 9, but I'm not going to deal with a lot of that, but I, I am going to uh, take you to um, verse 22. And he asked some hypotheticals along the way, but what if God willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long-suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction, those that had uh, fit themselves for destruction. And uh, here God is willing to show his wrath and to make his power known. And, and uh, so he's just throwing out some things. And then in verse 23, and that 
he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, which he had afore prepared unto glory. And so uh, the vessels of wrath in verse 22, and, and they have fitted themselves for destruction. God didn't fit them to destruction. They fitted themselves. It's reflexive. And so they fitted themselves for destruction. It's their choice. It's their will to make whether one follows Christ or one doesn't. And we have a will that we need to exercise, and, and God also has a will, and, and uh, God will, will choose who he's going to show honor to and who he will show dishonor to. And, uh, and then it goes on, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy. I thank God that I'm a vessel of mercy. I thank God that he has shown me mercy in my life, compassion in my life, pity in my life, and, and, and has brought me to a point where he saved me and restored me and, 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 and brought me into a relationship with, with uh, uh, my Father through Jesus Christ the Son. And if you give testimony, and looking out, I believe all of you have given me that testimony, that you have that also, and praise the Lord for that. You, you also have become a vessel of mercy, and, and you understand the mercy that God has given you, then what it ought to do is help us then to be able to give mercy to others. Oh, how often we are very quick at, at not giving mercy, and, and let us not be like the steward that was forgiven much and then went out and, and beat a man and then threw him in jail because that man owed him little. And let us make sure that we're not that type of a person at all. And so he goes on and he says, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, which he had afore prepared unto glory, even us whom he hath called, not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. And he saith also in Hosea, I will call them my people, which were not my people, and her beloved, which was not beloved, talking about Gentiles, and it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, Ye are not my people, there shall they be called the children of the living God. That's the mercy of God, that he brings us into his family. And, and we are given the very blessings of, 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 a, of a son, and, and we have that inheritance given to each one of us. And so the exceeding riches of his grace. So he's going to show us the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. And so now we think about the exceeding riches of his grace, and they are given for his glory, all of the, the, the uh, kindness that he shows us, the, the riches that he's given us, and he does so out of his kindness. He is kind, and so let us be that way also. So often this world has, has gotten us to the point where, where we can be pretty short with people and and we can act just like the rest of the world, and we can treat people with disrespect, and we can get angry about things that are going on. And, you know, one of, one of the things that, that through all of this junk that's been going on, and, and I think about as a pastor talking to so many in our church that, that um, hire people. They, they are employers, and they are always, and it seems like over the last two years, everyone is looking for someone to work. People just don't want to work. I don't know what they're doing. 
I don't know how in the world some of these people are, are buying groceries or anything uh, with no job whatsoever. And gas now, it, you know, jumped up again. You know, what is it, four, four forty or something a gallon? You know, and 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 I and it makes you, it does. It gets you all stressed out, and then you go through a a, a, a drive-through and Facebook. You know, you see these people get on these. Morgan County bulletin board and stuff, and I mean, some of them just ream out the, the drive-through people, you know, and and I always harass the McDonald's drive-through, but I found Brush McDonald's to be relative, relatively pleasant, and so, but here's the thing that I've gotten to is is I think of all of this and and how you can lose your patience when you have to sit there a little longer than you thought you should or whatever. But I'm just grateful somebody's working, and and I and I tell them that. I mean, I Wendy's, you know, I go, I've gone through there, and I heard people reaming them out, you know, and I'm I go up there, and I say, you know what? I just appreciate you guys working. I'm glad somebody's here making me a, you know, a greasy hamburger, you know. Thank you, I appreciate that. And wherever you go, you know, we we just need to learn to be a little more grateful and maybe a little more pleasant to be around because of. The, the, the kindness that Christ has shown to us. And let us be kind to others around us and, and, and joke with people and smile at someone, you know, and, and, and uh, talk to them and, and just be kind to them as, as uh, Jesus has been to us. And we, we see that that's part of the exceeding riches of his uh, gl- uh, grace that's been displayed and it's been displayed to us in his kindness. And so let us display that to others then also as we have experienced that kindness uh, in our lives. And and then he goes on, he shows another way that he has expressed his exceeding riches of his grace. For by grace are you saved through faith. I, I don't know why why people have such a hang up with, with salvation. We, we want to make it difficult. We want to, I don't know, we just, we, we want to put God in, in the box of our experiences and of the people that we know, and we think that God sometimes, I guess, acts like people that we know, and God doesn't do that. God keeps his word. God is true and real in everything that he does, and and is all powerful, and 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 it's not going to change. And so, but but there are so many that say, well, it just can't be that you you must be doing something to 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 uh, merit some of this. And that's not at all true. It's for by grace are you saved through faith, and and grace is actually receiving something that you don't deserve. If if we got what we deserve, we would all we're all going to be in hell. And so we sin, and there's no way that we can stand in the presence of a holy and just and righteous God on our own. And, and even the best of our works, whatever they may be, we do not do them for our salvation. We do them because of our salvation. We, we, we display kindness to others because that kindness has been displayed to us. We, we, we give grace and mercy to others because that has been given to us, and we can do so, and, and we know that whatever bad that somebody does to us, 
it's still not nearly as bad as what we've done to him. And so we need to understand that for by grace are ye saved. And so here, the, the example of, of, of his exceeding riches and uh, of his grace is seen by saving us by grace, unmerited favor. And when it says that ye are, that are ye saved, that, that also has the, the idea that it's something that has happened in the past. So it's at some point in time when your faith, your trust, was put in what he has done. His death, his burial, his resurrection. And he, why did he do that? Because there had to be a perfect sacrifice for sins. And we can't give that. And so, because we're not perfect, we sin, we fail along the way, but God hasn't, and Jesus Christ is perfect, and he made that perfect sacrifice for the sins of the world, and that I personally put my faith in him to be my Savior, and from that very point in time, the results of that, him saving you, will never change. It'll always be that. It's perfect tense. God didn't. God doesn't do anything out of uh, out of just a coincidence. He he chose how to write his word, what verb, what voice, what action to use during that, and he used a perfect tense to show you that you are saved by grace through faith. Ye are saved forever. People come to me. I, I've heard. I don't know how many times. Oh, you're one of those once saved, always saved. I guess so, because that's what the Bible says. I don't really care what, what anybody else says. What matters is what does the Bible say? Because what they want to do is they want to limit the power of God. And so let us not limit the power of God. Let us trust completely wholly in, in what God has done for us and place your faith in that. And when you do, you are forever saved. Make certain that you understand that. And, and I, I, all the straw men arguments that people give, well, then you can just go out and live like the devil. Well, you can, but you're going to be a miserable wretch if you truly are saved. And you're going to walk a line where there's going to come a day of chastening in your life. And that chastening could even be to the point of the sin unto death. And so, do we want to live that way? No, we don't. And so, we get things right with God, and we confess things to God. Do we fail along the way? Yes, we do. And we confess it to God. We get it right with God, and, and we move forward. And so, but we see that we are saved. You know, I, I, I got to tell you this, too. I had several raise their hand Sunday saying that they asked Christ to be their Savior. I, I have talked to four of them personally, and I'm working on the others. You know, I had some snoops that might have had an eye open, you know, and watched their neighbors a little bit. And so, but I, I got to go see a couple of those too. But I, I had, I got an email, and I have to respond to this too, but I got an email from one of the young ladies that's been coming, and Married, three beautiful little kids. Uh, marriage has fallen apart. And 
out of the kindness of a co-worker, she started coming, just desperate, trying to find something that could help. Coming alone, first time alone, I remember, second time, brought her kids, third time, here comes a husband, not quite sure, you know, he wanted to be here, and then over the next few months, they they pretty much been here every Sunday, and Sunday she came to me and gave me a big hug and got things settled, trusted Christ as her Savior, and what a glorious story to see what God's doing, and why? Because somebody in our church family showed her a little bit of kindness and and told her about Jesus, and then we get to we get to be a part of that and see that now. I, and I told her, I said, "Don't think that life is going to get any easier. It's just you're going to have a lot of help now, and so the challenges are always going to be there. But you can find God that He is faithful, and and I'm telling you, it's just those simple things. Had a little kid come to me and said, Pastor, I I'm one of those that raised his hand, and I trusted Jesus as my Savior." And I want that little thing that you were telling me that you were going to give me. And so I gave him a little book. But <laughs> he was probably thinking it was some kind of gospel uh, hot wheel or something, you know. But, uh, but you know, it, it's, uh, it's good, though. You know, you just see how, how good God is. And why in the world do we want to think that we have to do something? And then, you know what you fall into? How much is enough? And every day you wake up, did I do enough? Or you go to bed at night, scared to death. If I die tonight, am I going to be saved? Or am I going to go to heaven or am I not? Do you think God truly, in, in, in what you see in the scripture, do you, do, you ever see, do you ever see in his word where God is pleased when you doubt him? No. He, he is, as a matter of fact, upset when you doubt him. Trust him that he will do what he says he will do, and we trust him. And so, for by grace are you saved through faith. And then it's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, I'm a simple guy, all right, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. Pretty simple, isn't it? I should have preached this message Sunday morning. You know, all these things that we gave out. What what did we expect from them? Nothing. We, we, just, we just had them here and... And for them to, to, to take the gift, what did they have to do? They just had to receive it, right? That's salvation. That, that's as simple as it can be. He has put it in a package, and right here it is, in Jesus Christ. And when we trust in him, he saves us. How glorious is that to know that if I was to die tonight, I know that I'll be in heaven. Why? Because I'm saved by grace. And I know that my faith is in Jesus. And, and you might, and we're, going to, we're not going to get to the next verse, all right? But there, there may come a time in your life, or may, maybe there has been a time in your life, where you say, you know what? Did I pray correctly? Did, did, I, did I believe enough that, am I truly saved? Did, did I really truly understand everything? And, and, and maybe I just didn't do things right. You know, where's your faith at today? Is it in Jesus Christ? Is your, yes, I know Jesus is my Savior. Then leave it there. Just leave it there. And, and, and I do not remember the exact day that it was when I trusted Christ. 
And, and I don't remember much about the day, but I know that I'm saved. And I know that at that point in time that God started doing a work in my life and brought a lot of conviction in my life through the next few years to bring me back to where I needed to be. And, and there were some times that I had doubt in my life. And, and doubting is just not a good thing. You either need to go back and look back in your life and, and see where God has worked in your life, and you can see that, yes, I may not have understood everything, but my faith was in Jesus as my Savior, and I rest in that. Or you can see that, you know what, there, I've been playing games, and you know if you've been playing games or not, and if you've been playing games, get it right with God today. Call out to Him and tell Him, Lord, I'm done playing games, and, and, I, and I am trusting you. My faith is going to be placed in you as my Savior, and I ask you to forgive me of all the wretched junk that's in my life, and give me eternal life, and trust Him. Get it settled in your life, and then move forward and know that, that Jesus Christ saves you by His grace, and it's only through your faith, your trust, your belief in Him. And it's not of yourselves. It's a total gift of God. Why? Because we're like the government. Anything we get our hands in, we're going to mess it up. All right? God knew that. And so He just made it in a way that, you know what? You cannot mess this up. We can try. We, we can try all kinds of things, but... It doesn't mess up the perfect plan of salvation. Trust in the perfect plan of salvation. Trust in the perfect Savior who is the perfect God who gives you a perfect salvation and a perfect eternity in heaven. And let's live that way. And let's tell others about it. What a joyous day it is to know that you have things settled in your life and you are prepared. If today is your day, today you see your Savior and you walk with him for eternity. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. Pray your blessings upon it. Pray that you guide and direct each one of us. And Father, I ask that you will bring us back when the doors are open. Lord, we love you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.